and welcome to Growing Pains, the marketing podcast for parent and baby brands who want to grow and get more consistent sales, but without the overwhelm of feeling like you have to be online 24-7. I'm Sophie, your host and a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist who specializes in parent and baby brands, as well as a mum of two girls. Join me each week as I, alongside some wonderful guests, share practical tips and advice about how you can use and combine marketing strategies to get more impact for your effort. A quick warning before we start, I can get a little bit sweary, so just be careful of any little ears listening along. So today I'm thrilled to be here with Iman from Iman Copy Co. Iman is the person to call when you want to make money from your emails. As an email conversion strategist and copywriter, she helps six plus figure online business owners and ecast brands fire up their conversions, evergreen their sales and turn fans into super fans. So Iman, welcome to the podcast. Hi Sophie, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. I am thrilled you're here. I cannot wait to dig in to all things email. But now we've done the official intro, let's learn a little bit more about you. What's your like work, family, life setup? So I actually have just come back from maternity leave after, yeah, after having my second son. So I have a six-year-old and a seven-month-old. And I just came back to work last month. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really just kind of getting into the swing of things, kind of figuring out what this new Mm. life and uh, schedule looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been challenging because as anyone listening knows, I am chronically sleep deprived and um, just trying to, yeah, just trying to figure it out. Like, you know, it's so funny. I thought I knew what it meant to be a parent in, in business. You had your own business. Yeah. When I started my business, my older son was two and a half. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I know what I'm doing. I've got this, but it's an entirely different ball game having a baby <laughs> while yeah. having a business, right? So even Absolutely. just pregnancy, planning your maternity leave, and then just trying to figure it out with a newborn. It's insane. But I'm really just trying to make the most of the fact that I have my own business. I'm trying to be kind to myself and be flexible with my schedule. Like I love being able to just go for long walks in the mornings and not have to yeah. rush rush home and work, you know. I'm really just trying to get the stuff done, but also enjoy life as well and still enjoy this kind of newborn baby stage. Oh, definitely. And it's, I mean, it's, it is a juggle, isn't it? Like I, I, I'm with you. I started my business when my eldest was like one and a half. And I sort of thought I'd done business with a baby. Mm-hmm. Then like you say, you go through pregnancy with your own business. I mean, I was in COVID as well. And then mm-hmm. having two, I think as well, I'm running a business like they're different. I mean, ours are similar kind of age gap wise, like the different needs, the school runs and the after school clubs and the but then also like the baby naps. And I mean, it's just, it's a lot to fit in a day, isn't it? It, it really is. And on it, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Like people yeah. told me that the gap between one and two was mm. going to be, you know, difficult to get used to. I was not prepared. And sometimes I still find myself thinking like, how, why is this so hard? Like, is it supposed to be, is it supposed to be this hard? Yeah. Like, am I the only one who's finding this super hard? But yeah, the, apparently, you know, that jump between one to two, it, it was, it's just, it's been a lot. But it's a lot. <laughs> I'm only yeah. seven months into it. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping things get easier. And if they don't, just please don't tell me. Because I don't yeah, exactly. know. You know, things get so much easier. <laughs> but as with all things parenting. 
<laughs> I mean, it's right. different phases, isn't it? Like definitely now yeah. I've got some consistent childcare. Like that made a massive difference when she got to the age where I could kind of get those chunks of time where you're kind of yes. heads back in that space and you can get that separation. Like, yeah. That yeah. A big difference. I don't have that yet. So no, childcare starts in a few months time. So I'm hoping that'll make a big difference. But right now, you know, it's funny. I think like guilt kind of plays into it. I mm. feel like I could really do with putting my youngest into daycare but then there's also that side of me that just feels terrible about it so cannot yeah. and will not and I don't know why I'm doing that to myself I really don't because if it was a friend speaking to me I'd be like what's wrong with you just just it's what are you doing yeah, yeah exactly what? give yourself a break right so yeah. yeah I'm navigating it all and I guess part of me thinks well if you can't stay home with your baby and run a business at the same time then why did you start your business because the whole point was for it you know to create this dream flexibility and it's I mean it's just not exactly the case is it no it's really not and I think actually that's one of the things like we talk about well you can work anytime and it's like well yeah but that means I can work all the time so there's always yes. that feeling of being distracted I mean I know one thing that's helped me is like trying to focus on work while I'm at work and then trying to focus on the baby when I'm with the baby but trying to get that separation like doing both at the same time is it's really tough it is really it tough. really is yeah and I Fabulous. love being on, I, I just, I just want to say, you know, thank you for yeah. inviting me on to, on here because I specifically love talking to parents because mm. I feel like we understand each other in, in a way that just no one else can understand. Yeah. So it's next level, isn't it? it? Really, I it totally really agree. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Well, now we've got into that. We're going to do, get to know you even better with the quick fire round. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So tea or coffee? Tea. Nice. Me one. too. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> dogs or cats? Dogs. Mm. Uh, can I just say, I'm also te yeah. I'm terrified of dogs. I know this sounds crazy. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm terrified of all animals. I know this sounds insane, but I am. I was never raised around animals, so the yeah. idea of animals around me is completely alien, and I don't understand it. But <laughs> if I had to choose, dogs for me are just so much cuter. So I'm, I'm like, I'm terrified of them, but I can also appreciate their beauty. Lovely. From afar. From dogs afar. from afar. Yeah. When they're on leads. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> not near me. <laughs> Love it. Uh, bagels or crumpets? Ah, oh, crumpet. I know we love a crumpet. Yeah. Uh, beach or pool? Beach. I really see so many people say beach and I just, I can't get over the sand. You know, you know what it is? I, yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big swimmer. So pool mm, means I need to be okay. in the pool. Beach yeah. means I can sit on the sand and appreciate the water. Appreciate from the water. afar. That's <laughs> better. From afar. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Everything but from afar. Everything from afar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, winter or summer? Summer. Yeah, always. Summer. I mean, we're starting to get into that summer phase now, aren't we? It's yeah. so um, nice. It just lifts. It just changes everything. Yeah. It feels absolutely. so much better. Yeah. Especially when you're sleep deprived. Do you not think? Like absolutely. just suddenly the day is a bit easier. When yeah. You can go for a walk and oh, it makes so such better. a difference. Colour or monochrome? Colour. Yeah, always. And early morning or late night? Early morning. Early morning. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With kids, you kind of have to be, right? Yeah, exactly. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay. So today, let's get into it. We're going to talk all about three money making email sequences that everyone can have in their business. We're going to talk about e com and how you can apply these to service based businesses as well. So this really does apply to everyone. I think, first of all, should we just kick off? I mean, these are, we're going to talk about automated sequences, which is incredible for people who don't have a huge amount of time. So, how can we kind of start thinking about this for our business? 
Okay, well, the first thing to know is that an automated sequence is a sequence that you set up once in your email service provider, be that Active Campaign or MailChimp or, you know, ConvertKit, whatever it is. You set it up once uh, and then you don't really have to mess around with it again. Now, I am an optimizer, so I actually go in again and, you know, make sure that we are getting like the best open rates possible, the best, you know, click rates possible, the best conversions. But you don't have to keep going back in there. So that's the great thing about automated sequences. And the reason automated sequences are so helpful is because they can act as like the foundation of your email strategy. So once you have like two or three automated sequences working for you all the time, you can actually just sit back and not have to think about your email strategy so much. And then anything else that you do do, like of course, I, I recommend a you know weekly newsletter, that kind of thing. But that is all supplementary. Like it's almost like a cake where you're just kind of layering on things and that and that that lower layer, that foundation is are these automated sequences that are always working for you. And it was so cool because the other day I was like, looking after the baby and I got this email through from someone and they were just talking to me as if we'd had been having this long conversation I had no clue what this person was talking about so then I had to like scroll down and just check what email he'd been sent from me to be having this conversation with me it was one of my automated emails so in fact I was in conversation with him and he was well into this conversation had replied was thanking me for sending you know the information the value that I'd sent while I was off looking after my baby I had created that relation provided that value for someone while I was off looking after my family and that is what email can do for you especially when you do it well it can be a great way to nurture and build new relationships nurture existing relationships and of course make sales yeah absolutely I think anything you can set up once and essentially leave to run is what we need to be looking at in our lives isn't it like when you're time poor you've just got to kind of utilize all those kind of automations that you can So today we're going to be talking about three core sequences that can really help you, like you say, like nurture and everything, but really bring in the sales to make sure that we're not missing any potential sales out there. So let's kick off with the first one. The first one is the welcome sequence. So this is one that is often kind of looked over or usually if people make a mistake around the welcome sequence, it's either that they don't have one at all Mm -hmm. and just to clarify the welcome sequence is the automated set of emails that a person receives immediately upon subscribing so they subscribe to your list and then they start receiving this series of automated emails that is your welcome sequence now often what business owners do is they just don't have one so you know people will join their email list and then get crickets nothing not even maybe not even a confirmation that they've kind of joined that they're on the list or a thank you for joining the list or business owners have one welcome email when someone subscribes and then kind of think that's enough and it's not so the great thing about the welcome sequence is that it really maximizes that excitement And it capitalizes on the excitement that your subscriber has when they've just joined your list. So if someone joins your list, it's because they want to hear from you. They want to know what it is that you do or they want some kind of value or support from you. They're excited to hear from you. So you want to make the most of that. And, you know, you really want to capitalize on that moment of excitement when they first join. So that's what the welcome sequence does. It's very much about nurturing this new relationship and it can be about selling like you might want to introduce a product in there and that works 
too. But the main job of this sequence is to nurture. And this is super important for your sales because without the nurturing, the sales do not happen. What often happens is people jump right to the sale and it's like, hey, buy this thing. Well, no, I'm not going to buy this thing because I don't know who you are, what you do or why I should buy it. You know, that nurturing aspect is often just completely overlooked. And it is really important to create in that relationship first where, you know, your, your, your customer or your client your subscriber likes knows and trusts you before they can then go on to buy from you yeah no absolutely I think it's so important isn't it to build that relationship when someone's like taken that step to kind of engaging with your business I mean how in terms of like the nitty-gritty like how many emails are we sending like how frequently and what sort of thing are we actually saying I think that's something that a lot of people say to me like I don't know what to put in the emails Yeah, the great thing about the welcome sequence is that you can make it super easy for yourself and repurpose a lot of the content that you already have out there. So in terms of how many emails, I would say minimum three and it can be like three to five. Now, I love to experiment with email. So I have gone on and like experimented with, you know, seven, eight kind of email sequences. But you don't you really don't have to go that far. Three to five is a good number. And in the first email, you really want to deliver the thing that you promised. So often you have a lead magnet set up, right? And the lead magnet is you saying to to a person, hey, subscribe to my email list and I'll give you this thing of value that will help you. So let's just pretend it's an ebook for a second. So they sign up for the ebook, you get their email address. In that very first email in the welcome sequence, you just want to deliver what you have promised. Don't do anything else. Don't try and sell them something else. Don't try and, you know, introduce yourself even in this email. Just do what you said you were going to do. And that provides that first level of trust where the person can just get to downloading the thing. And remember that often a lot of people don't download it. A lot of people won't actually open the email and get the thing that they themselves signed up for which is infuriating <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy isn't it it really is this I've sent it to you come you on for it. exactly yeah. so what you really want to do is make sure you actually put a bit of effort into into selling your valuable thing say it was the ebook in this email and of course you're not selling a thing because it's free most of the time but you are still selling it the sell there is open this download read the ebook right yeah. so that's what can go in the first email then you know there's a whole other I mean you can we can just get so detailed so I might actually want to segment my list and figure out who's on my list so I the second email for me would be an email asking who you are because I want to know how best to serve you and the best way to serve you is by sending you relevant emails that you actually want to open Mm-hmm. emails work best when you're sending the right emails to the right person at the right time but you can really only do that when you know who you're talking to so for me for example I have a couple of different audiences on my email list the subscribers that sign up to my list are either copywriters who have been following my career and want to learn from me or you know get advice and tips and that kind of thing about how to build their copywriting career or business owners who want to hire me to write their emails for them, or at least if they don't want to hire me because maybe they're not in the space to, maybe they just still want to learn how to how to do email well. So for me, those two different audiences have very different sets of needs. They want yeah. to hear very different things from me. I cannot serve both of them in one email. So I need yeah. to know who you are. So in email two, I literally 
and the you know, subject line is, can I ask you a quick question? A question mark that usually gets people curious and they open yeah. up because like, hmm, what's this quick question? And then inside I'm like, you know, I want to know who you are so that I can send you content that you actually want to read and that actually helps you. So if you are a copywriter, click here. If you are a business owner, not a copywriter, click here. And then on the back end, my email service provider will tag them accordingly. So the copywriter will get the tag copywriter. The non-copywriter will get the tag non-copywriter. And then moving forward, I know who to send the you know right emails to. So if I'm launching my mastermind for copywriters, I'm only going to send information about that to the copywriters. And I'm not going to annoy or spam the non-copywriters because that's how people leave your list and unsubscribe and, you know, mark you as spam, which you really don't want. Because again, that affects the deliverability. And then of course, if I am talking about, you know, I have space for a new client, I'm not going to send that to the copywriters. I'm going to send it to the non-copywriters. So that's why that second email in the welcome sequence is so great. And you want to keep that email early on in the sequence because the longer you know the more emails you have and as you go further down the welcome sequence your open rates will decrease as you go as you get further into the sequence and that is totally normal but to make the most of you know to get as many answers as you possibly can keep that very close to the beginning of the sequence nice yeah such a good tip okay fantastic yeah so then the next email you want to introduce yourself and often what people do is they'll they'll introduce themselves with like a one-liner or it'll be hidden in another email somewhere dedicate a whole email to introducing you and your business really sit down and think about what do I want to educate my subscribers on what do I want them to know about me and my business is it your values is it your you know USP is it your your value proposition is it how you came into business into business do you have an interesting origin story what is it that's going to make them really connect to you what is it that's going to make someone read this email and think ah you know these are my people like this is the kind of business that I want to support you want to dedicate a whole email to introducing yourself and to introducing your business in a way that really connects with your audience and for me what I do in my welcome sequence is I also then finish the email and then I add a little PS you know if you want to hear more about my my business story then you know these are the most popular podcast interviews that I've done and then I link to podcast interviews so then I can continue that you know nurturing that relationship on a podcast with them yeah I love that I think sometimes we find it quite hard to talk about ourselves don't we especially I would say in my experience more so with product business owners it's like it becomes very much about the product and you think you just need to be selling the product selling the product but actually I think especially with small businesses and like parent-run businesses who are selling to parents it's all about that connection isn't it like like we said earlier you've got a bit of a shorthand when you meet another parent you sort of know what they're going through you've got those common experiences taking the time to really connect with them can have such a big benefit going forward can't it in terms of their engagement with your business Absolutely. And it just takes a little bit of, and you really, again, dedicating just the whole email to introducing yourself. And and it's okay because the person who is reading it wants to read about it. And you know what? If they don't want to read about it, they'll unsubscribe, which is totally fine. It's okay. And it's, it's normal for people to unsubscribe. And I know it's painful. It can feel a bit like rejection, Mm -hmm. but it's a good thing for people to unsubscribe because if a person reading is not interested in you, and you know the story of your business likelihood is they're never gonna be a customer or a client or even just someone who appreciates you sending them emails every week you know yeah exactly you want to keep those open rates high don't you You want people who are there looking for your emails absolutely avoiding them 
Absolutely. brilliant okay and how and how much time are we leaving between these emails we are sending them daily daily them oh daily. okay yeah so because every day for like three to five days yeah because you want to again just capitalize on that excitement stay top of mind and I can feel your listeners like you know be mortified completely like mortified cringing right slightly yeah, cringing. yeah. no like way daily. Do that. oh yeah. my god yeah. yeah but the thing is all you have to do to kind of combat that is tell your subscriber at the beginning that you're going to send them daily emails for three or five days whatever they can expect it so they know that and if they don't like it at the beginning they'll unsubscribe but if you say to them hey just a heads up because i'm excited that you've joined my newsletter i'm going to send you you know really interesting entertaining valuable emails every day for the next few days and then after that you'll get my weekly newsletter and that will prepare people for receiving you know daily emails just for a few days and they'll know as well that there's an end to it it's not going to go on forever and if they don't like it, they'll unsubscribe. But I'll tell you that I have never had anyone unsubscribe from, from that email where I've told them, like, look, I'm going to send you weekly emails. And even my unsubscribe rate for my welcome sequence is very, very low. And I think that's because of what comes next. The rest mm. of the emails are pure value. So now after okay. I've introduced myself um, and after you've introduced yourself, you just want to provide value. And this is where repurposing comes in. Oh, and by the way, you can repurpose the, you know, intro to your business email, the third email by taking your story off of your about page and, you know, editing it a little bit so that it, you can turn it into an email. You don't have to do this from scratch. And this is, again, where repurposing comes in. For the fourth email and the fifth email, send them, you know, your most popular piece of content. Like what is a piece of content that everybody has loved? Or maybe a podcast interview, or if you're an e-commerce uh, brand, you, you want to be you know, talking about your products throughout, introducing your, maybe your best sellers, or maybe, maybe not even your best sellers, but the products that you want to promote, like you want to highlight and make sure that people see. So what are those things? What are the things that you want to put in front of them that they really need to know about? These, these last two emails are for that. And, you know, you're really not asking them for anything. In fact, you're giving them something. And this is where you're really establishing your your value, your expertise, uh, or even just the subscriber's need for your product or service in their life. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you're really showing them what you offer and making sure that they know that you solve their problem. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And I Love, just want to yeah. add, you know, if you are an e-commerce brand, the very first email where you're delivering what you promised may well be like a discount code or maybe, I don't know, like a holiday guide or a gift guide or something like that. And so that is what you would what you would offer in that first email. You give them the 10%, you know, off, for example, discount code. And then you want to guide them back to your website. You want to maybe highlight your most popular products or the products that I don't know, people talk about most, whatever it is, or the ones, again, that you just want people to see. Maybe they're not your best sellers, but you want people to see them and you want them to be your best sellers. Yeah. So you're going to put them in that very first email and then you're going to guide people not to the homepage of your website and make them browse your entire you know, website and troll through it to find that product that they saw in your email. You're going to direct them to the exact product that is in the email so that they can literally add to cart Nice. Okay. That's, that is such a good tip. You're right. It's so easy just to put our generic homepage on, isn't it? Like, it is. But actually, let's get specific. And if they don't want that specific product, then they will start to browse from there, won't they? Exactly. And that's and, good. Uh, you want them browsing on your website. 
if as long as they're choosing to browse on your website. You don't yeah. want to say, hey, look at this amazing product. Um, check this out, click here, and then take them to the homepage. And it's like, I don't know, just picking a person up and like throwing them in a city that they've never been to. It's like, I don't know where I am, what I'm doing, or how to find the place that I'm looking for. Yeah, I think especially with parents as well, like we're so limited on time and like headspace. It's like, if you're not going to make it super easy for me, then I just, I can't engage with it. Type Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. I think that leads us quite nicely into the next automated sequence. The which, abandoned car. Absolutely. Yeah. So someone goes on, you like guide them, they put it in their car and then the baby cries or you realize you have to go and do school pickup or something happens. So what are we doing for these people? Okay. So firstly, before the service-based business owners and the service providers do not check out because this is for you as well. So the abandoned cart sequence is of course that email that people receive after they have put something in their car and then they haven't actually gone through and bought the thing. So the thing with abandoned cart sequences is usually, well, people only send one a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because you can actually increase your orders by up to 69% by having a three-part abandoned sequence. So by wow. adding another two emails to that sequence, you can actually increase your orders by up to 69%. So you really want to have more than just one abandoned car email. You want to have three in your sequence. Yeah. So this is really um, interesting because most people just kind of revert back to, oh, um, you forgot something in your cart, here it is. Well, actually, let's try and remind them about why they're excited about it in the first place. Maybe include testimonials about what other people who've bought it have said. Get them excited about it again so that they're motivated to go back to your website and, and buy it. Maybe, you know, the second email goes through objections. Like, well, what is it maybe that they're worried about? Is there something they're concerned about? Are there common objections or hesitations that come up around this product? Or, and when I say product, I don't just mean a physical product for e-commerce businesses, product businesses. This could be a digital product as well. And if you are a service provider who offers courses, digital products, all that kind of thing, and maybe you're using your abandoned cart sequence for people who abandoned your, you know, digital products, whatever that might be. Or your, yeah. for me, I did it with my £2,500 mastermind. So, and it worked. I got the sale because I set up an abandoned cart sequence. So maybe in that second email, you're managing objections and you just really talking about those and getting them out into the open. So for me, it might be for my mastermind, you know, are you worried about the investment? A lot of people are, I'll have been, and it's totally normal for you to be worried about the investment. In fact, it's a sign that you are really taking this decision seriously, which is a good thing. So, you know, here's what a couple of people have said about why they were also worried about the investment and then decided to join anyway. And how about you book a call with me and we can have a, we can get on a call and have a conversation and see how, you know, whether this is right for you. Or if it's, you know, a product-based business, I worked with one business that was a baby playmat business. Yes. A lovely, lovely company called Munchkin and Bear actually I don't know yeah. if maybe you know them or lovely company based in the UK I, and Australia know, I actually was that so weird I joined their email list yesterday no way hey, I, I, I wrote that welcome to you that's so weird <laughs> literally <laughs> yesterday um yeah joined that email sequence so yeah I need to have a look at it. I've got it was for a competition they were running yeah so, yeah I need to have a look so, at that sequence I'm gonna be stalking it now yes yes <laughs> okay so if you join the UK list that is the welcome sequence I wrote and it is performing very well if I, I do say so myself amazing I'm very to write it. yeah yeah so one of the objections that people might have around maybe like the baby play mat might be yeah. um 
I don't know, like, will it, will it fit in with my decor in my living room because mm-hmm. the whole thing with munchkin and bear is that these they're these i feel like i'm doing like free promo for so you know, I know what right? yeah. <laughs> hey about products yeah i think it's I fine know, yeah. right okay okay good yeah. so the thing about these baby play mats is that they are designed so that they fit in with your house so you don't have to choose between having like nice decor and then also like really practical helpful play mat for your baby yeah and so you know these are people who are conscious about how the house looks so an objection might be you know i'm not really sure that actually this is going to fit in with my decor so you know your email might be about the fact that actually they are double-sided so if you change your mind about one side just flip it over and actually you've got a whole other design and you know these are what the designs look like and we've made them you know look like this so that they are really minimalistic we have and actually we have like the really minimal styles and then we have the bright bold colored designs so you can take your pick you know really I just have a think about what what is the conversation that's going on inside your audience's mind what is maybe stopping them from buying so that that second email can be really really juicy and then of course you want to guide them back to the thing that they abandoned and the hope that they decide to claim it again yeah imagine we need to send these pretty quickly in terms of like time frames yeah so you can send the first one within you know it's it's such I mean email is just such an experiment so yeah. experiment with times you know some businesses like to send abandoned cart sequences like within some six hours 12 hours 24 hours I'll try 24 hours and see how that goes but do experiment with the timing and then you want to send you know the next one maybe the next day and then the third one maybe even the next day or if that feels crazy to you just leave maybe one day in between so the third one goes out maybe two days later but definitely the first two should be kind of in quick succession and your third one might include a discount code so instead of yeah, a lot of the time businesses will put a discount code in the very first abandoned car sequence, like an email, like, hey, you didn't buy this thing. So here's a 10% discount. Go buy it type of thing. I don't really think that's necessary all the time. Don't like give away that 10% when you don't need to, you know? Yeah. So give it a couple of tries first without the discount. And then on that third email, anyone who was going to buy will have bought already. And then on that third email, be like, okay, if you've still not bought, will a 10%, you know, discount or promo code help you decide? And then... Yeah. And then go from there. So that's your three-part uh, abandoned cart sequence. That is so incredibly helpful. I feel like so many people are going to be like, okay, that's the most practical thing I've heard in a long time. I just need to go and get that set up. Fantastic. So the final of our three sequences is once they've actually purchased, right? Once they've actually purchased the post-purchase sequence. So again, this is relevant for both uh, e-commerce brands and service-based business owners, especially course creators, membership makers, all that kind of stuff. Because when a person buys a thing, they are immediately opened up to the, the possibility of buyer's remorse. And we don't, mm. yeah, we don't want that. So we're really countering that by providing an, just an exceptional customer service experience. And this is what this sequence is about. This sequence is not about making money. It's about taking care of people who have now spent money with you so that number one, they they don't, you know, end up asking for a refund. And this yeah. sequence is great because it acts as almost like your customer service, you know, assistant on automation. And it does reduce you know refund requests when you do it properly and the customer service issues and complaints when you do it properly and then also 
it makes people want to come back to you and buy again from you because they've had a really nice experience with you. So this sequence might have like three to five emails. And this sequence is the one that will include, you know, order confirmation, you know, the shipping information once the thing has been shipped or the thing is on its way. And again, if you're selling digital products or courses and that kind of thing, you should have the post-purchase sequence as well. But instead of obviously shipping and delivery info, hey, you're guiding them to where they can find their product, right? Wherever that may be. And how they can access it that kind of thing and so think about the struggles and the issues that your customers have once they have purchased from you so what kind of things are they worrying about what kind of things are they thinking about and you want to handle those issues before they actually crop up so if for example you have a product that really needs to be taken care of and if you have a product that requires you know a care guide because it needs to be taken care of then include that in the email and I know you're probably thinking oh well you know I do send that out in a little leaflet with the product well a lot of people won't read it and then when they destroy their product they will call you and, and email you and tell you that they want a refund because your product is not working and it's like well no actually you just didn't look after it properly you didn't read the leaflet that came with the product it can be really infuriating so what you want to do is just like doubly make sure that they're getting this important information by also sending it to them via email so send the care information and the care guidance in the email so that they know how to take care of your product and that will immediately reduce you know frustrations that your customers having and also you know uh, refunds uh, requests absolutely Uh, yeah and then and then this is also where you can ask for um, a review as well so just make sure that that review email where you're asking for a review goes out after the person has had time to receive and use your product whatever that may be so you don't want to send it too early so that one is going to have a bit of a wait on it for maybe a couple of weeks where you're giving them time to to receive the thing use the thing and then you want to direct them to exactly where you want them to write the review so not just hey will you write a review on Facebook or I don't know wherever just write a review generally no you want to tell them exactly where and then drop the link as well so that all they have to do is click type and it's done yeah amazing and I mean from a Facebook ads perspective as well like social proof is just so important to like have that system in place to keep collecting it all the time it makes such a huge difference it's so important giving people that trust isn't it yeah and then you know those reviews that come in screenshot them and then put them in your welcome sequence to get people to buy your oh I love it look at that we've gone full (laughs) circle fantastic lovely oh my gosh that was incredibly helpful thank you so much is there anything else you wanted to add you you know I think that's everything I just I think I I know that this can feel overwhelming sometimes so my advice would be to just take it step by step and repurpose as much content as you possibly can don't make this hard for yourself it doesn't have to be hard for yourself if you already have information content that works then repurpose it in your emails and use it in your emails or maybe it's your Instagram or your, you know, whatever social media, use the content that you already have available to you to make this easier for yourself. And just take each sequence one step at a time. And, you know, if you can't do everything, something in this case is always better than nothing. So, you know, a three-part email sequence is better than a five-part one. So if, you, if you're stalling and procrastinating because you're like, oh, I really want to make this perfect. I want to write, you know, all five emails. You know, don't let that stop you. Three good emails is great. Yeah. And you can always add two more later. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Amazing. Okay. So at the end of every episode, I always talk about how we can link the strategy we're talking about back to Facebook ads as well to give you the most impact for the effort that you're putting in. And really with Facebook ads, um, you will have heard me talk about this before if you follow me on Instagram, but Facebook ads are brilliant for actually getting people onto your list in the first place, getting them onto your website, directing them to your freebie, making sure that you're constantly filling your list so that you're actually sending out these welcome emails because it's great to have them there, but you need people reading them as well. Also, people, once you're growing your list, you can then use it for your audiences on Facebook ads. So these are people who have like put their hand up, so they're interested in what you offer. They're definitely warm. So creating then audiences for your ads can be really powerful because Facebook can then find other people who are similar to them. And also you can serve them ads as well as them being on your email list. As we've talked about, you know, people won't open every email that you send them. So once you've got their details, you can then put ads in front of them as well, which can just help you kind of push people along through that funnel that we talk about, you know, pulling them in at the top and then moving them through and down to uh, make a purchase. And yeah, I mean, I think if you've ever heard me talk about email and ads before, you'll know that it's a strategy that I fully, fully support, especially with abandoned cart. If you can get people to add to cart, retargeting them with a purchase ad, again, using the same discount as you're using in your abandoned cart sequence, making sure that people see that product again to nudge them forward to buy it. So that is how I would use ads with your email. That has all been incredibly helpful. I'm sure you found it really interesting and you're probably thinking, right, I need to go away and do all my email, but it's quite easy to feel overwhelmed, isn't it? So what would we do? What's one thing you'd recommend doing today to get started, Imam? I would say welcome sequence. Nice. Just set up your welcome sequence and you can do it in a day by literally just finding your uh, most valuable piece of the content like find two and you want to add those those are going to be two emails you want to add you know find your intro so maybe take some info off your about page or maybe you wrote a really great you know intro post on instagram take that post and just copy and paste it there's another there's a third email quick you know second email you know who are you literally that can be five lines you just set up the back end so the tags work and then yeah. the first email is uh, the delivery email where you're just delivering what you said you're going to deliver and that can be a paragraph it doesn't have to be crazy you can do this in a few hours if you just get out of that and I know it's hard because I am this person but get out of that it needs to be amazing perfect kind of mentality and just do the thing get it done so you have something there that's that's working for you yeah, absolutely. And you can always tweak it, can't you? And add to it and change absolutely. it. Absolutely. Just having it yes. there to get started. Brilliant. So if you've loved listening to all of Eman's tips and advice and want to hear more, there is two ways you can do that. So she has a brilliant 35-minute fast-track email class that teaches you how to boost your conversions and sale through email. So if you're kind of thinking, yeah, this is for me, I want to do this, I'd really highly recommend you sign up to that. You can go onto her website to get that and I will put the link in the show notes. And if you want to just follow her and get more wonderful tips and hear more about email, you can follow her on Instagram, which is at emancopyco. And I will again put the link to that in the show notes. Thank you again so much for your time today. That was incredibly helpful. Thank you for inviting me. I have loved talking to you. Me too. Thanks so much. Thanks. 
Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you have enjoyed these podcast episodes, I'd really love to ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts, and it only takes a few seconds, but really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Growing Pains. See you next time.